Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I'm going to be in there by opening in prayer, and uh, then I'll begin to uh, go over the sermon for today. Good, I petition you that you open the eyes of the brothers and sisters so that they're able to understand what they hear today and learn more and to be able to practice it and to benefit from it. I pray this in all things in the name of your son, Yeshua. Amen. <clears throat> We're talking about wisdom, and it's wisdom is the key to understanding the Tanakh. It says at Proverbs 1, verse 2, verse 1 and 2, Proverbs is for learning about wisdom and discipline. So, with wisdom comes discipline, as we see here. <clears throat> it goes to say at Proverbs 1, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, Caution for those who don't think. So it's caution for those who don't think, who don't use common sense. By reading, by studying the Tanakh, learning Proverbs, one of the books, which you should learn them all, but by learning Proverbs, you're able to be cautious, uh, to use that sense, which is just uh, secondhand. It becomes uh, uh, a reflex of actions. It goes to say, for someone who understands will gain ability to counsel well. Wouldn't you like to be able to counsel your children well? Isn't that something great to have, an ability to counsel your children well? Or if you work, the ability to counsel your fellow employers at work, if you're a manager, to counsel those who are up underneath you. By learning the scriptures, it enables us to do so. It goes to say in Proverbs 9, uh, chapter, verse 1, Wisdom has built herself a house. So wisdom has built a house for those who are weak-minded and who are don't use common sense. Wisdom has built a house for them to become wise and to learn discretion. It says, what house is this? It is a house of protection for those who gain wisdom through the book of Proverbs or the Tanakh. <clears throat> Proverbs 9.3 says, she has, she has sent out her young girls with invitations. So it's invitations that are out to take in this knowledge, the knowledge of the book of Proverbs as well as the Tanakh. This knowledge is being offered to all mankind, and it, it came about through the ransom of Yeshua giving his life up for us. This uh, benefit is, is now available to us in modern-day society. It goes to say at Proverbs 9, verse 4 and 5, Say for the weak-willed or the unsure of himself, turn to wisdom. So if you're weak-willed or unsure of yourself, there's no harm in getting wisdom because it strengthens your will up and it makes you sure of yourself. It gives you these abilities. It says that Job 6.10, Job's way able to, Job's way enabled him to rejoice by not having denied the word of the Holy One or the, or the Tanakh. 
So through this, Job was able to, even though he suffered because of Satan testing him, he was able to enjoy himself still and all uh, by not denying the word of the Holy One or the word of God. All right, that is it for my sermon. So what I'm trying to point out is take and gain wisdom from studying the Tanakhs, brothers and sisters, because this wisdom is, is, is the greatest wisdom of all, more valuable than any man-made knowledge or, or man-made understanding. This wisdom is beyond all. It's from the Creator. All right, let me get my scriptures out, and I'll re- begin to read where we left off at. And it goes to say at Shemut, or Exodus chapter 13, Good said to Moshe, set aside for me all the firstborn. Whatever is first from the womb among the people of Israel, both of humans and of animals, belong to me. Moshe said to the people, Remember this day on which you left Egypt, the abode of slavery, because good by the strength of his hand has brought you out of this place. Do not eat hamets. You are leaving today in the month of Aviv, when good brings you into the land of Kenanai, Hittai, Amorai, Havai, and Yuvisai, which he swore to your ancestors to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, you are to observe this ceremony in this month. For seven days you are to eat matzah, and the seven days to be a festival to good. Manta is to be eaten throughout the seven days. Neither homage nor leaving agents are to be seen with you throughout your territory. On that day, you are to tell your son it is because of what good did for me when I left Egypt. <clears throat> Moreover, it will serve you as a sign on your hand and as a reminder between your eyes, so that good's Torah may be on your lips. Because with a strong hand, good brought you out of the out of Egypt. Therefore, you are to observe this regulation at its proper time, year after year, when good brings you into the land of Canaanite. As he swore to you and your ancestors, and give it to you, you are to set apart for good everything that is first from the womb. Every firstborn male animal will belong to good. Every firstborn from a donkey you are to redeem with the lamb. But if you choose not to redeem it, you must break its neck. But from people you are to redeem every firstborn son. Maftar. When when at some future time your son asks you, what is this, then then say to him, With a strong hand, good brought us out of Egypt, out of the abode of slavery. When Pharaoh was unwilling to let us go, good killed all the firstborn males in the land of Egypt, both 
both the firstborn of humans and the firstborn of animals. This is why I sacrifice to good any male that is first from the womb of an animal. But all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. This will serve as a sign on your hand and at the front of the headband around your forehead. With a strong hand, good brought us out of Egypt. It says, after Pharaoh had let the people go, good did not guide them to the highway that goes through the land of Philistine, because it was close by. Good thought that the people, upon seeing war, might change their minds and return to Egypt. Rather, God let the people be a roundabout route through the desert or by the Sea of Saf. The people of Israel went out from the land of Egypt fully armed. Moshe took the bones of Yosef with him. For Yosef had made the people of Israel swear an oath when he said, God will certainly remember you, and you are to carry my bones up with you away from here. They traveled from Sukkot and set up camp in Etam, at the edge of the desert. Good went ahead of them in a column of cloud during the daytime to lead them on their way, and at night in a column of fire to give them light. Thus they could travel both day and night by night. Neither the column of cloud by day nor the column of fire at night went away from in front of the people. Good said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel to turn around and set up camp in front of Pihachirot, between Migdal and the sea, in front of Baal-Tuzfan, camp opposite it by the sea. Then Pharaoh will say that the people of Israel are wandering aimlessly in the countryside. The desert has closed in on them. I will make Pharaoh so hard-hearted that he will pursue them. Thus I will win glory for myself at the expense of Pharaoh. And all his army and the Egyptians will realize that—that that realize at last that I am good. The people did as ordered. <clears throat> When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his servants had changed their heart toward the people. They said, What have we done letting Israel stop being our slaves? So he prepared his chariots and took his people with him. He took 600 first-quality chariots as well as all other chariots in Egypt, along with their commanders. Good made Pharaoh hard-hearted, and he pursued the people of Israel as they left boldly. The Egyptians went after them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh. So we see here, Good is making his heart even harder so that he may make an example of him to all the children of Israel and a name for himself. With his cavalry and army, and overtook them as they were encamped by the sea by Pihacharot, in front of Baal-Tishphan. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and saw the Egyptians right there coming after them. In great fear, the, the people of Israel cried out to Good and said to Moshe, Why was it because there weren't enough graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to die in the desert? Why have you done this to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we tell you in Egypt to let us alone? We'll just go on being slaves for the Egyptians. It would be better for us to be the Egyptian slave than to die in the desert. So they had a a bad uh, thought about themselves to be slaves rather than to be free. Moshe answered the people, stop being so fearful. 
Remain steady and you will see how good is going to save you. He will do it today. Today you have seen the Egyptians, but you will never see them again. Good will do battle for you. Just calm yourselves. Good asks Moshe, why are you crying to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. <clears throat> Lift your staff, reach out with your hand over the sea, and divide it in two. The people of Israel will advance into the sea on dry ground. As for me, I will make the Egyptians hard-hearted, and they will march in after them. Thus I will win glory for myself at the expense of Pharaoh and all his army, chariots, and cavalry. So this is the plan that Good has to win a name for himself. Then the Egyptians will realize that I am good when I have won myself glory at the expense of Pharaoh and his chariots and cavalry. Next the angel of God was going ahead of the camp of Israel, moved away and went behind them. And the column of cloud moved away from in front of them and stood behind them. It stationed itself between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. There was cloud and darkness here, by, but light by night there, so that one did not come near the other all night long. Moshe reached his hand out over the sea, and good caused the sea to go back before a strong east wind all night. He made the sea become dry land, and its water was divided in two. Then the people of Israel went into the sea on dry ground with their water walled up for them on their right and on their left. So we see here as the tale is that the waters of the Jordan or the waters that the Israelites crossed through were no more than a couple of feet. But as we can see here, in order to drown chariots and uh, drown men in it, had to have been several hundred feet deep. The Egyptians continued their pursuit, going after them into the sea, all feral horses, chariots, and cavalry. Just before dawn, Good looked out on the Egyptian army through the column of fire and cloud and threw them into panic. He caused the wheels of their chariots to break off so that they could move only with difficulty. The Egyptians said, Good is fighting for Israel against the Egyptians. Let's get away from them. Good said to Moshe, reach your hand out over the sea and the water will return and cover the Egyptians with their chariots and cavalry. Moshe, Moshe reached his hand over, out over the sea and by dawn the sea had returned to its former depth. The Egyptians tried to flee, but Good swept them into the sea. The water came back and covered all the chariots and cavalry of Pharaoh's army who had followed, followed them into the sea. Not even one of them was left, but the people of Israel walked on dry ground in the sea with the water wall up for them on their right and their left. On that day, God saved Israel from the Egyptians. Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the shore. When Israel saw the mighty deed that God had performed against the Egyptians, the people feared God, and they believed in God and in his servant Moshe. So what this caused was that the people of Israel would believe in good and know his power and might. And this is what we see from him crushing the Egyptians and bringing them out of the land of Egypt. 
right, now I'm going to the vocabulary. Give me a moment, and I'll be with you. Our first word is Afarisha, and it's inhabitant of an unknown region of Assyria. Our next word is Afarshakahi, Afarshakahi, and it's in an unknown Assyrian tribe. Our next word is Ifratha, and it's uh, an Israelite woman. Our next word is Ephrathi, and it's an Ephraimite. Our next word is Aponthami. It means at the last, revenue. Our next word is Exbon, and that's the name of two Israelites, Exbon. Our next word is Exbar. It means finger by animal. Our next word is Artisil. It means noble, chief man. Our next word is Artisal. It means select, refuse, contract. Our next word is Artisil. It means side, near, toward. Our next word is Atshal Yahoo. And it's Jah has reserved. Our next word is artene. It means to be strong, strength. Our next word is etsardal. It means step chain, biano. Our next word is artesha, to store up, lay up in store, make treasure. Our next word is artesir. It means treasure. Our next word is ekdok, other fury gem. Carbonico. Our next word is Akko, wild goat. Our next word is Eral, valiant one. Our next word is Areli, and it means heroic. Our next word is Ara, and it means ambush. Our next word is Arab, and it means lion wait. That is it for our vocabulary for today, and this is getting us one step further into being able to read the Hebrew Bible as it's written or the scrolls. All right, I'm going to share a prayer for us and be leaving you guys. Good, I petition you that you keep on the heart of the brothers and sisters who listen to me, who follow the word. 
keep in their hearts your word and write it on their hearts. Produce uh, a miracle for them and that they are able to be able to do as you ask, understand your commandments and do as you ask, and to please you well and to draw close underneath you, underneath your wings. I pray that you open their eyes and their hearts and deliver them and give them sustenance, deliver them from their daily troubles. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.